the story behind the story. This is Billy Hallowell. It's Billy Hollowell here, and I am here with Mike Sherrard. He's the head of Rasho Christie's College Prep High School program. How are you doing today? Uh, great, Billy. How are you doing, man? Thanks for having me on. Thanks for coming on. So I'm good. Yeah, I wanted to talk with you because I'm, you know, I'm incredibly fascinated by organizations that that obviously um, have a faith based bent that are helping young people sort of understand, communicate faith. I think we're living in a generation where. There's a lot going on. It's very complex, and there are multi-layers, I think, when it comes to how young people are, are basically educated in this country, and, and that goes for Hollywood media, universities, and public schools, and all the above. So you're kind of in the trenches here, and I thought it'd be fun to talk with you, um, and interesting to talk with you to learn a little bit more. So I guess the, fir- the first place to start, can you tell me a little bit about college prep, the aim of the program, what you guys do? Sure. Well, Ratio Christie is a, a, a campus student alliance, apologetics-based, and it began four or five years ago to help equip college students to withstand the, uh, the attack on their faith that they were experiencing on university, but more than just withstand it, thrive in the midst of it, and know how to be uh, gracious and effective in communicating uh, Christianity to uh, a place that, that desperately needs it. Well, about a year or so into its existence, the idea came, well, let's not just help college students once they get there. Let's prepare them and send off just a missional force to reclaim the university. So let us have students prepared for that environment rather than trying to rescue them, so to speak, once they're in it. So they reached out to me about uh, three and a half years ago to develop and then implement a national grassroots high school apologetics worldview and evangelism program. And so myself, with a team of others, we've been diligently working to create that. And so now what exists uh, at Ratio Christie in the college prep department is a program whereby we can equip and train adults to meet weekly with high school students, teaching them, uh, helping them to understand the reasons why Christianity is true, why Christianity is good for this world, because we know that the attack on Christianity today isn't just that it's unintellectual, but that it's immoral, that it's oppressive to women and minorities, and it robs people of a full life. And whereas uh, maybe 10 years ago, it was just Christianity was unintellectual. Now it's immoral. So we want to teach students that Christianity is true, why it is good, but then also how to be persuasive and effective communicators of that truth. And so that's what we're doing at College Prep. No, that's great, and I think you know, it's looking at all of this. It's sort of mind-boggling. I think you you said here, you know, maybe ten, fifteen years ago, this was a very different situation where it was just sort of the anti-intellectual claim, you know. And and now here we are. There really is this full-on assault. And one of the things that fascinated me, I had written a book um, earlier this year about partially about campus and college um, bias and how that sort of impacts conservatives and Christians, kind of looking at both groups. 
Um, and, and I was just fascinated by, by what I uncovered, what I saw, the data that's out there. One of the scary things, though, is that, and I'm sure you know this, obviously, that going into college, it used to be the thought of, okay, college is what makes young people maybe less interested in Christianity, maybe more socially liberal, whatever. Um, but, but now we're seeing data from UCLA that shows that students are already going in um, with, with those mindsets, which, which is sort of scary. I mean, the, this rise of the nuns, not the Catholic nuns, but those who are unaffiliated, that they're seeing freshmen come in disassociated, disaffiliated with faith because there's so much in culture that runs counter to it in addition to what goes on um, in schools and on campuses. So what are what are some of the reactions from parents? Because I would imagine you're getting – these trainings are targeting parents who are worried. And, and so how are they reacting to the program what are the, some of the things that you guys talk to them about more specifically? Just take me through some of that. Yeah, <clears throat> excuse me. Well, you're right. Uh, parents, pastors, private school administrators, they are well aware of what's going on now. You know, talking about how times have changed. I've even seen a radical change just in the last five years, not just with regards to culture, but with regards to the perspective that the church has uh, they're they're acutely aware of the need now for the training or to train the next generation to know that Christianity is true and how to be faithful communicators of it. So we, the the interest in a program like college prep is immense. Apologetics, you know, the defense of the Christian faith, is becoming a a very a much more popular field or discipline now. When I began this work just even five years ago, there weren't as many pastors or parents that were even aware of the word apologetics or receptive to the need of it. But as we have seen things happen and uh, legislation on certain sexual uh, issues, sexual morality, uh, parents and pastors alike are now desperate for a tool to help their kids survive this attack. So they're very receptive to this. And one of the things that we do, uh, the college prep program essentially is the training of adults to how to, so they know how to work with students in a local setting. Then we set them up with resources to do so. But the training, who comes out to this is, is widely represented. You have people that are just out of college that want to help work with the generation that they're closely associated with. We have parents come out. They want to know, I don't know how to answer my kids' questions. I don't know how to answer these challenges. We even have grandparents that come to our training, and not because they want to get involved in a formalized ministry to high school students, but they understand that they want to pass on the things of God to their grandchildren, and they feel feel ill-equipped to know how to converse about the contemporary issues that their children are facing. So we're having great uh, successes. And it's very encouraging because I meet a lot of people that say, oh, my church you know, is just, they're not open to these things. And you see articles written about the tragedy of the dumb church. And there are certainly some churches out there that are going to resist the need to train up the next generation for one misguided reason or another. But there are so many that are aware to the problem that exists and are looking for the tools to train the next generation. And we're glad to serve them. Yeah, I mean, it, ju- it just seems like, and, and I wonder, and I'd love your take on this, and maybe you'll disagree. I feel like we've kind of dropped the ball. I think that Christians and the church in general for whatever reason, maybe taking things for granted, sort of dropped the ball. And now I feel like there's sort of a rush to catch up. And not everybody is sort of on board with it. Thank God we have groups like yours out there doing this. But it seems like there's this sort of mad rush to catch up and realize, wow. And, and look, in fairness, the last five to ten years – in how Hol- I mean, you look at the Hollywood messaging during primetime; it's insane what's on TV. I mean, there has been there have been huge paradigm shifts that I don't think any of us could have really predicted with accuracy how big they would be that are impacting this at a thirty thousand foot level. But it does seem like there's this mad rush 
Um, so either feel free to disagree with me or let me know what, what do you think caused that? Why do you think there was a lag? Again, yeah. you could disagree. <laughs> no, I agree with you, no doubt. We're definitely paying ca- playing catch-up. And uh, for what, you know, several reasons, I would imagine uh, Christians are notorious for doing that. Well, one of the reasons is just prosperity. Uh, Christianity has been able to flourish here in the United States, which is a good thing. But with prosperity comes a bit of laziness, and you don't, you're not required to think through your issues because more people than not share the same assumptions you have about life. And so we then cater to other needs, and we just rejoice in our blessing, and we neglect for things like the life of the mind. So whatever the cause of it is, the reality of the situation is, is we're all, and I don't think this is, I'm being too dramatic. We're on the verge of having a generation that has completely lost the knowledge of God. Study after study shows what we all have found to be true through experience. Seemingly no young adult has a biblical worldview anymore. Barnard, for example, did a study a couple of years ago about just the younger generations in general not drawing a distinctive line between believer or not. But he found that – or Barna found that less than one-half of one percent of millennials at the time when the study was done – have a biblical worldview, which is a ridiculous number. And maybe it's maybe it's wrong. I haven't seen too many studies to challenge it. But from experience, your experience is probably the same as mine. Young adults just don't possess a biblical worldview. They just don't know what Christianity is. They don't know who God is. Even fundamental things about salvation and, and heaven and hell and things that are in the category, you might argue, mere Christianity. They have no understanding of these things. And so there is a rush to catch up, and there's a lot of work, to be honest, not to be doom and gloomer. There's a lot of work to be done because we have so many young adults that do believe in God, but they have very little understanding why they even should believe in God or who this God even is, which makes them, of course, ripe for the attacks of the militant atheists when they go off to university that offers them one compelling reason why they should leave behind the fairy tales of their childhood, and they're ripe to be harvested in that regard. Yeah, and I think it's it's really troubling too because where are they getting it? I mean, how do we even expect them? And this has been one of the things I've spent a long a long time thinking about. You know, if you're even if you're taking your kid to church, right? They're in church with you once, twice a week. Let's say that's six hours of church, and I'm being I think most people are probably not even spending that much time in church with their kids, but some are. And and you put that up against all the time on iPads, iPhones, TV, all of the places where the messages that are flowing to them are the polar opposite most of the time from what Christianity would embrace. How would we expect them to get it? It's almost an unfair battle, you know, in, in some ways. Not that it can't be won. It definitely can. But I think the challenge is probably bigger now than it's been in a really long time if not ever, because we have so many messages coming in mass appeal towards people in ways that they never were before that are counter to to that message. So, you know, what do you what do you tell parents? I mean, what what is the number one thing in training that you would tell people, tell parents, adults about how to get young people on that? Like, where do you start? I guess to get them on that right path. Yeah, no, you're you're spot on. So much has changed in the last five uh, years. Uh, before pastoring and writing in my work with Ratio Christie, I was a high school teacher. And I noticed a very profound change in my students from one year to the next. It used to be as a teacher that if you had 15 minutes at the end of class that were unplanned or unstructured, you just got done with your lesson early, those were the 15 minutes that you were going to lose your job because there was going to be chaos in the classroom. You picture some of the 
the classic Ferris Bueller's Day Off from like the 80s or whatever. The kids hanging from chandeliers, spitballs, all the kind of crazy stuff that goes on in the classroom. And that's true. That's what used to happen. Well, I remember from one year to the next, that radically changed. And today, if you were in a classroom and at the end of class, there were five, ten minutes of free time, it's utter silence. And it's not because kids aren't talking. They're talking via text through their smartphone. And the advent of the smartphone has radically changed the game because now every kid seemingly 14 years of age and older, and I've seen children much younger than that with smartphones, now have access to every single competing ideology that exists, and it's right there in their pocket. So not only are they being given competing uh, ideas about life. Whenever they have a question, a question today is more likely to go through Google and a search engine than their parents. And so the game really has changed because of exactly what you had said. Our young adults are presented with ideas that we never were. You think about our generation or my generation at the very least. I was largely surrounded by people that had the similar assumptions about life. And if I had a question about uh, Christianity or the Bible, largely the people in my community, generally speaking, uh, affirmed some of the same assumptions that I had. But moreover, where could I go with these questions and be given a competing answer other than that which my parents or the uniformed uh, what were the uniformed assumptions of the day? I couldn't go anywhere with those. And so I was safer in that sense from being able to be deceived or led down a different path. That is not true anymore. Not only are they being targeted with naturalistic ideas about life, but when they ask a question, they're going to the internet and they're finding those answers. So one of the things that we tell parents is parents, one, just understand the sense of urgency that is required here. Mo, you know, most parents that you meet, they're, they're intimately involved in their children's life. They want to see them succeed. They will help them with college applications. They will take them to professional athletic training to, you know, to up the ante or give them a better advantage of getting a scholarship. They will invest so much attention and training into their, their children because they recognize the need for it. So one of the things parents just need to know is they need to recognize the need for solid biblical training and to be able and to equip these kids also to combat the questions that will come against their faith. That's the starting place. Understand the need. And then what follows is, is how to do that. And I know I've, I've spoken for a good bit, so maybe I'll pause and let you follow up or you can give me the cue to just keep on rambling on. No, I mean, I love I love that. I mean, I, we could talk about this. There's so many elements of it. You know, but what, one of the things that was on my mind as you were talking and I was just sort of thinking through, um, how many years did you say that uh, the college prep program has been running? We're into about our third, fourth year now. I, I don't even know the exact start date because it was in the pilot stage for a bit. <laughs> so, yeah, I know I know how that goes. So, so have you heard from parents and adults who have done this training who have sent their kids out or pastors who have sent their kids out and, see, and, and seen once they hit college – how this program has impacted, how it has helped. I mean, if you heard those sorts of things, I'd be fascinated to know just the impact because I think that's one thing. So many people want to know, what can we do? What can we do? How do we fix this? How do we, you know, and I, and I think you guys probably have a blueprint here for one great way to do this. So I'd love to hear feedback you guys have gotten. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, one of the things that we find in the younger generations is that they are uh, the millennials and now uh, the Gen Z, which is the, the freshmen uh, at college right now, they're not a part of the millennial generation. They're part of the next one, Gen Z. They are incredibly passionate. They're, they're going to change the world one way or the other. They're not like my generation, the Gen X, the meh generation, the whatever, never mind generation. 
these these the, the these the two youngest generations are incredibly passionate. They want to change the world. They're also a generation that's been deprived of truth. And so when you give it to them, they eat it up. They become so hungry for it more and more and more. And it's not just an intellectual game for them. We see them quickly become evangelists and teachers. So for example, uh, my good friend and colleague, Kevin Duffy, who's been doing college prep ministry longer than Ratio Christi College Prep existed, he's had the benefit of seeing so many of his kids go through this and then even come back on the other side of university or while they're in it and become teachers themselves. And of about the hundred or so students that Kevin himself has had go through this, he has only seen two of them. And we could go into some of the backstory on what happened here. Only two of them that walked away from their faith. And if you know kind of the national averages of the percentage of teenagers that are, you know, go to a, are in a youth group or involved in a church, the percentage of them between 50 to 90 percent, whatever study you want to look at, walk away from their faith. Our experience is it's less than 10 percent that actually then would walk away from their faith when they are presented with the reasons for God's existence and the tools to communicate and have effective dialogue about these important issues. Um, so they go on and they become world changers. For example, we just hired somebody back at Ratio Christie now who went through the college prep program. Uh, she's a fantastic writer. She's working to uh, write articles and equip other people to know the reasons for God's existence and how to communicate that truth to others. So uh, th- this is the younger generations want this. And for whatever reason, we've thought they have. It. And when they are taught the reasons for God's existence, why it matters for other people, and how to talk about it in a reasonable, respectful, and gracious way, they eat it up and they become a missional force, unlike uh, this world has seen for quite some time, at least in the West here. Well, this is, I mean, this has been an amazing conversation. And, and so, if people want to get involved in your ministry, learn more about what you guys are doing, where can they go to get more information? It's ratiochristi.org, and from there you can find various ways to get involved. Uh, at Ratio Christi, there are um, places of service for all kinds of people. We are uh, you know, campus-based ministry. We reach out to university students. We also have a, a professor's ministry, uh, ministry where we're reaching out to professors, We have a boosters program, so adults and parents that aren't necessarily going to get involved in the weekly day-to-day ministry can still become advocates and um, support raisers and whatnot for the organization. And then, of course, there's Ratio Christie College Prep if you want to get involved at the high school level. We even have an international component. So Ratio Christie is just exploding. Um, It is a ministry that is fit for the times. And uh, by God's grace, we are here to, to help and support the church, train its members to just be effective ambassadors in the world in which we live. So ratiochristie.org is a great starting point. Specific information about college prep can be found at the forward slash ratiochristie.org forward slash college prep. And of course, I'm Mike Sherrard. You can reach out to me. I'm easily found on the internet and where else and wherever I can help. However, I can help anybody. I'm glad to do it. Listen, I really appreciate you taking the time and I'll definitely want to have you back again. Uh, No doubt, Billy. My pleasure. Faithwire.com 